Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. and welcome to the daily fantasy fix podcast i'm your host travis mangone here to break down the slate for you guys we're here for a nine game friday slate and uh yeah for nine games i don't like it a lot but uh of course i'm gonna play it hoping i'll find some things that i like throughout the day but as of right now i don't know it's just not the greatest nine game slate in my opinion there aren't just games that i'm in love with there's like a game here or there that are obviously ones that we're gonna have more interest in than others but i don't know for some reason this game is just not my favorite slate so far so uh hey let's just dive in and kind of start talking about it uh first game is indiana pacer charlotte hornets this game we already saw the other night this is an interesting one because again like i said we saw it the other night and a lot of these guys are really priced up uh you know let's talk about charlotte first to start we have kemba walker he's 8.7k over on, uh, you know, FanDuel. He's 10K on, on uh, FanDuel. He's just really expensive over there. DraftKings, too. You know, price is definitely up for sure on them. I always love targeting the Pacers. Uh, you know, 9.2K for Dwayne on DraftKings. I love that price tag. I don't know if I want to pay an 8.8K price tag on a Kemba Walker. Just seems like a lot of these guys are priced up. We also have some injury news, too, right? Uh, you know, Marvin Williams has been dealing with some issues. So, Frank the Tank, he was an interesting value the other day and disappointed. But, I'll go back to the well on Frank Kaminsky. I think he's a perfectly fine play in this spot. He's a guy that you can definitely play here. Uh, Michael K. Gilchrist, if you need a cheapie, I don't hate it, but it's really Dwight Howard and Frank are my two favorite guys. I really don't want to pay for Kemba Walker. Nick Batum's been better. Uh, I understand Nick Batum if you want to get you know exposure to him. Uh, he's been a lot better recently, but uh, yeah, I don't know. For me, not really looking to, like, I just don't want to overpay on these guys, right? That's kind of what I feel like I'm doing. The only guy I would really, really want to overpay for is, like, a Dwight Howard. Just that guy. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm not even overpaying on DraftKings. On FanDuel, I feel like I am a little bit, but on DraftKings, I don't mind that price tag. And I just like targeting Pacers at the center position a lot. So uh, I don't think I'll play Kemba, but if you told me uh, my value guy is Frank Kaminsky, and then my uh, other choice would be Dwight Howard. The next spot, we got the Indiana Pacers, and uh, I, man, so this team's priced up a little bit too, right? Uh, their price kind of like Turner isn't really, you know, in kind of, and Turner's now back. We got Old Depot, he's, you know, in the 9K range. We got uh, Thaddeus Young, he's in like the mid-6K range, same with Sabonis. Uh, and then with Miles Turner being back, I mean, that's just like kind of muddying up the front court. So I think I'm staying away from that entire front court. I don't think it's a spot that's necessary to target them. If you want to pay for anyone, the guy I would pay for is Oladipo, but I just think I'm fading the Pacers completely. I just don't think we need to in this spot. I think it's completely unnecessary. I think uh, fading the Pacers is the right call on this slate, and that's the approach that I'm going to take. Just no Pacers for me unless some value opens up. So yeah, this game is kind of, uh, in a way of fade, it's just really like Frank the Tank and Dwight Howard, and then I'm kind of moving on. There's no Pacers for me today unless I'm like, you know, running back uh, Howard with Oladipo. I think I can understand doing that, but that's about it. Let's go on to the next one, though. We have 
the Portland Trailblazers and the Toronto Raptors. And this is, uh, yeah, this is another game, uh, you know, people are not going to want to go back to the well on DeLon right yesterday. That was definitely a disappointing time for people. I'm expecting Fred Van Vliet will miss this game again because, uh, you know, had a newborn, so congrats to him. Uh, I will not be going back to DeLon Wright. Uh, if you're a tournament player and you think it's a good idea to, go for it. But I was a little shaky on it uh, yesterday, and I think I'm just going to stay away today. Uh, but let's look at this game uh, and see who else we can really play. I think Kyle Lowry is definitely in play after yesterday's performance. The only problem is, I mean, Portland's a pretty good defensive team this year and uh, still don't know how or why it's changed, but uh, maybe it's partially Nurkic and they don't know that's helped with the team defense and whatnot. But I just think uh, Lowry is, at his price, is definitely in play and in the conversation. I mean, 7-3 is just way too cheap for him, right? Uh, you know, let's see, DraftKings price, he is at... Um, so he's at, yeah, he's at seven. I mean, he's just cheap around the industry in general. Fantasy draft, he's got a good price tag. So he's someone that I just think at that price tag, it's just way too cheap on him. Have to have him in consideration. I just never played DeMar DeRozan. He's just so expensive. I understand he's been really good this year. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just not playing DeMar DeRozan. You're not going to catch me playing him tonight. Don't like the spot that much. If I had to, I'll play Kyle Lowry instead. Uh, you know, OG Anubi, I, I, I'm not worrying about him. Like, all these other guys, right? Like, Abaka, Valanciunas, there's just... An, I get Valanciunas has been really good, but his minutes are kind of limited in a matchup against Nurkic. That's not the greatest spot for him. I think it's just really Kyle Lowry for me, and that's about it with the Raptors. I'm not going to go too crazy on them. This isn't one of my favorite games on the slate, despite the 215-game total. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just Kyle Lowry, and I'll move on from the Raptors. If we look at the Trailblazers... I think Nurkic has a great price tag for the upside that he can have at 6.2K. You know, on a site like Fantasy Draft, we can play tons of centers. And, you know, there's always, you know, you always feel weird on some sites getting locked into only one center and you can't get exposure to more. But Nurkic is a guy that can have massive upside at this price tag. I think he's a really interesting play. I think Damian Lillard's a fine play, someone you can consider. I wouldn't chase CJ McCollum after the big game. I think he's kind of expensive already. And I felt like I was overpaying the other day. But with Tyreek Evans being out, I just quickly pivoted to CJ McCollum. Because uh, I was out and about, and it ended up uh, helping me out a lot. So uh, I think uh, CJ McCollum, I wouldn't be playing here. If, if you told me had to pick one, I would play Damian Lillard instead. Uh, other than that, it's really Nurkic is the, the guy in tournaments I want to target on Portland if I target anyone. And then, like, yeah, Ed Davis, he's too expensive. It's really just Nurkic in tournaments and Kyle Lowry on the Raptors' side of the ball. Let's move on to the next game, though. We have... The Los Angeles Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets, they are next up on its 217.5 team total with the Nets as only one and a half point favorites at home. This is a really interesting game, like one that I'm definitely going to look to target for sure. We have a Nets team that's not my favorite to target, but the Lakers side of the ball is where I'm really interested. So let's start there first. The first thing we have to figure out on the Lakers side of the ball is what do we want to do with, uh, you know, Jordan Clarkson. Uh, he's a guy that's starting to get a little priced up, but he's someone that I really... Really want to consider on the slate, right? Uh, I know the price is getting up, but it's the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they struggle a ton. I think he's a great tournament play. I don't hate him in cash games. I don't think you have to go that route, but uh, I think he's a fine play. Uh, he's someone I'm definitely going to have some interest in. Uh, the big concern is what do we do with the center position? That That's going to be an issue, right? Uh, I actually think Brook Lopez is going to make an interesting tournament play. And if we hear throughout the day that he's going to get tons of minutes, I think that's definitely interesting. He got 30 minutes last time. That's because Larry Nance was out, though. I understand this is a totally different situation than it was in the past. But for Brook Lopez's price tag, if they want to do a little bit of the revenge narrative, I don't think it's a terrible route to go. I don't know if they will do it, but I think it's 
something that we have to consider and we have to check the news throughout the day and we should get like news on who's going to play i mean the the Nets like to go a little bit bigger, and with them wanting to go with like the Okafors and the Allens, I think Lopez can match up pretty well against them. So I think he's fine. There's also a good spot where they could showcase Julius Randle. I think he's in a pretty good spot. Like him here, you know, the upside is immense. If he gets going and rolling, I mean, he'll just go for like 50, right? Like this is a spot where he could easily do that. Uh, question is, what what, what will uh, Luke Walton do? Uh, he can kind of be a disaster with that, so I don't know. Uh, temper your expectations with Randle. Uh, just don't go crazy overweight with him, right? It's not a spot where I feel like he's just going to absolutely smash and go off, but I think there is the possibility, and you might want to get a little percentage of him. Brandon Ingram, he's a guy I really like in this spot. Uh, I think he could actually have a really good game, uh, you know, just getting more opportunities with the ball, and, like, just if this team is going up and down, we could see a massive ex- explosion spot for Brandon Ingram, so I like him. And then uh, KCP, I think he's an okay play. Uh, other than that, though, uh, yeah, I mean, if I pick a bench guy, it's probably Jordan Clarkson. Kyle Kuzma's an okay play. Uh, don't hate him, but I'd rather play Clarkson. It's really Clarkson and Ingram are my two main targets. And then uh, looking at Lopez and Randall, we'll see which center kind of occupies those minutes. And that's kind of going to be the choice I try and make there. But uh, yeah, let's move on to the Nets side of the ball. And this is kind of a problem for me. I don't know what to do with the Nets because uh, they just are running way too many guys right now. It's just like the rotation's insane. Can't really figure out what to do minutes-wise with them. That's kind of the issue. Uh, I get it, right? The, uh, you know, Brooklyn is a team that we should definitely, uh, you know, definitely want to have uh, want to have interest in. They're playing the Lakers, faster-paced team. I totally understand, but they're playing too many guys. That's one of the issues. Like, looking right here, uh, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10. They played 11 guys uh, last game out against Philly, and just the minutes were so spread. If you, like, look at the game flow tracker on here, Minutes are just all spread out and whatnot. I don't know. It just it's really hard to pinpoint which Nets guy, because like Spencer Dinwiddie, sure, he pops and models and it's a great spot for him normally, but I don't know, man. Like like D'Angelo Russell can be an issue. Like he takes up some usage. I've seen that second unit play. I mean, they just they're just giving like usage to like a guy like Jill Okafor who's taking the ball out of people's hands. I don't know. I just don't think I want to play any nets here. I can't figure out who I would run it back with. If I do pick one to run it back with, it's probably Damari Carroll because of just how great and consistent he's been. That's probably what I do. Uh, Karis LeVert, looking at him, I mean, he's listed as probable, but who knows with that guy. I'm assuming he plays. If he doesn't play, I think that can make Alan Crabb a little more interesting. But again, uh, the Nets are just playing too many people, and I think it's fine to stay away. You can play Lakers, and I don't think you have to run it back with any Nets. I really don't think you have to. But if you want to... You know, with Rondé Hollis-Jefferson out, I get it. I think it's Damari Carroll's the guy that you run it back with. And then kind of that's about it for the Nets side of the ball for me. Let's move on to the next one, though. Uh, Next game on the slate, we got the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics. It's a 203.5 team total. And uh, we got some injuries here that we got to talk about. The best thing I can tell you guys about this game is we need injury news no matter what. Like, basically, whatever I tell you now is probably not going to be that helpful because we have no news. I can try and play the if-then game, and I'll do my best right now, but you're really going to have to, uh, you know, stay tuned to some other Grinders live shows to get the best type of analysis uh, once you get all the news because we have Kyrie Irving. We don't know if he's going to play Dennis Schroeder. He's, you know, he's questionable for this game, so we have no clue. He was participating in shoot-around, so maybe he plays, but we really don't know. Then we have Marcus Smart. He's already out. Marcus Morris, he looks like he's going to be questionable for this game. So there's a lot of unknowns in this game in general. So, yeah, we kind of have to just take the wait-and-see approach. Uh, If, 
you say Dennis Schroeder is out, I'm going to be most interested in Kent Bazemore because he'll be playing some point guard. Again, this is a game that's like, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of scary. Uh, it's not one of those games that you expect uh, a lot of production from because it's like the Hawks against a terrible, uh, you know, terrible Celtics. Well, not terrible Celtics. I mean, like the scary Celtics defense. Like they're just really good defensively. So this terrible offense against a really good defense. I'm a little scared of seeing Kent Bazemore play the point against them possibly. But if he does play the point, I obviously want a shooting guard who's playing the point guard and getting more ball handling responsibility. So he'll obviously be in a good spot. If we have Shane Larkin out and Kyrie Irving at this price, I will fire up Terry Rozier. If Larkin's in, I'll be a little more cautious with Terry Rozier. I'm not expecting the triple-double again, but uh, yeah, I think it's a decent spot for Rozier regardless, but uh, it just depends on who sits and who's in, out, blah, 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 all that stuff. Al Horford, I think this is a good revenge spot for him. I don't hate him around the industry. I think he's okay. Probably other centers would rather play, but uh, yeah. And then uh, Jalen Brown, I like attacking the Hawks with wings, so I think Jalen Brown is a fine option depending on how the injury news shakes up. But we really need to get injury news. That's going to be very key with this game. Can't give you the best type of uh, analysis of what to do. Just stay tuned for some news on that. Uh, Obviously, if certain guys are out, like if Schroeder's out, I want to play Baysmore. And then if Kyrie's out, I think Rogier is interesting as long as we can get Larkin out too. Uh, It just a lot depends on that. But my favorite's going to be Baysmore if Schroeder is out. And then uh, we really need to wait on the Kyrie news and uh, Marcus Morris too to really kind of pinpoint what we're going to do with the Celtics. So... Let's move on to the next one, though. We got the New York Knicks and the Milwaukee Bucks. We have a 205.5 team total, uh, and this is definitely a game we have to watch for news. Uh, There's, you know, Giannis, he has an injury, turned his ankle in the fourth quarter on Thursday's game. I'm assuming he doesn't play, so if he doesn't play, I mean, that's going to be very big, uh, you know, big news, a lot of usage going around. Eric Bledsoe was ruled out for Thursday's game. We don't really have the word on what he's going to be for, uh, you know, Friday. I don't know. My guess is he wasn't going to play if Giannis would play, but now maybe they rush him back. Who knows? Uh, I don't know for sure. Something with the weight on. I know Jabari Parker is going to return in this game, so that's something to watch, but Jabari Parker is going to be pretty limited, I'm sure, so we kind of have to, you know, they say he's going to play 15 minutes. I believe that's what they'll do. At his price, I don't want to play, you know, play a guy who's capped at 15 minutes, so I'll pass on Jabari Parker. Chris Middleton will be the guy who gets a ton of usage, though, if Giannis is out and bled. So, like, Middleton will just be the guy. I mean, also Malcolm Brogdon, he's dealing with an injury. I'm not expecting him to play either. You know, he left the locker room with crutches on it, you know, and cast on his leg. I'm sure he's not playing today. So, this could all be the Chris Middleton show, and he could really be a guy you want to target. John Henson, he's going to be a guy, you know, basically what happens is the Knicks like to run really big, and they're going to need John Henson to play all the minutes. So, I think he's someone that could be interesting. You know, if all these guys are out, say we're missing Brogdon, Bledsoe, Giannis, I mean, Tony Snell is going to come and play. It sounds disgusting, but it's true. He's going to be someone we have to consider. Uh, same with Sterling Brown. He's another cheap guy you can consider on this slate. Matthew Della Dedova, he might get some more run. Uh, yeah, so there's, these guys are going to be interesting values to consider. It seems like Middleton is going to be the guy that we really gravitate to and the guy that we want the most exposure to, though, if we had the pick on the Milwaukee side of the ball based on the injury news. But wait and see uh, kind of what the you know what happens with the, all that news and uh, kind of make a decision based on seeing all that. But it seems like Middleton is going to be my favorite play in this game and then maybe mixing in some of the values once we kind of get more news. New York Knicks. Uh, yeah, man. So this is a good spot for the big men. We know we like to target the Bucks uh, with big men. So Porzingis, I think he's a he's an okay play. I just don't really want to pay that price tag for him. So I don't think I'm going to. I think Enos Cantor, he can have upside here. But again, I don't think I'm going to spend my, my money there at center. So I don't think I'll end up going that approach with him. 
if you look at some of these other guys like, uh, you know, Michael Beasley, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., I don't know. I'm not in love with them here in this spot or Courtney Lee. It just I can't figure out which Nick I'm going to play if I want to run it back with anyone. That's kind of one of my biggest issues when trying to figure out, uh, you know, if I play Middleton and a lot of these other bucks say like a lot of value, who do I want to run it back with? That's kind of something I'm trying to like think through. And at this time, I really don't know who I would run it back with. I guess it just makes the most sense to pick one of the big men. Uh, you know, Enos Cantor, I think makes the most sense, like on DraftKings, uh, 6.9K and 7K on FanDuel. I think there's a safe enough floor where it's fine. But uh, yeah, I, I, we'll go with Cantor. He's going to be the guy. I just don't really want to pay the Porzingis price tag a ton here. And I think Cantor obviously has the upside. You know when that guy gets going, I mean, he just gets going. So yeah, I'll run it back with Cantor, I think. Let's move on to the next game, though. We got the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, this game, again, man, it's it's not the greatest game on the slate. It's just there's not a lot of games I like here. Uh, you know, not not a fast total, you know, the, or not a fast-paced game. The total is 201. We got the Sixers at 102.5 spread. Uh, Miami hit at 98.5. So first thing we'll start off is with the Heat. The Heat are a team that are starting to get healthier. Uh, on top of that, the Heat are, you know, this is a good spot for them, though. Like, and they are expensive. So I don't really like playing the Heat recently because of they've gotten more expensive and, uh, you know, they're getting healthier. Uh, and they were getting expensive because there were guys out. With all those guys coming back, it's caused issues. But now they're getting a huge pace-up game for them against the Sixers team. So, you know, it seems like I should have some interest in some of these Heat guys. I think Hassan Whiteside has the upside to do it. But, uh, man, I played him against Cleveland, and I got burned. And that's, like, the perfect spot. So, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to play him here against Embiid. I could expect him to get in foul trouble, too, and get pulled and not play the fourth quarter. So, I'm not a big fan of Whiteside here. I think Josh Richardson is a fine, safe cash game option, but he is pretty pricey. Uh, I don't love him, but I think he's fine. I think if you played him, you wouldn't hate playing him, but again, I'm a little worried about his upside. We like to target the Sixers with guards, right? That's kind of where I like to get the most exposure to him. I think Goran Dragic, man, for 6300 that's a crazy price tag it feels on him. Uh, I, I like him. I think he's the guy I'm going to want to want to use to get exposure to over on FanDuel. On DraftKings, let's see the price tag on Dragic. He is, I don't know why it's not coming up. Oh, that's some on the wrong position. Uh, he is 7,000. So I prefer more over on FanDuel. Fantasy drafts price tag. I'll pull up Dragic here. I'm sure it's pretty similar to DraftKings. And my computer is acting up. Yeah, 13,500. I don't love that price tag for Dragic. I think there's other guys that you can go instead. Like you can find five, you know, you can go 200 less for Chris Middleton. Find 500 more for Paul George. So, uh, you know, on a site's more so like a Fandle where you're, you're stuck playing two point guards, something like that. Uh, you know, well, not stuck playing them, but you get what I mean. You know, you have to play them in that spot. You, there's not as much position flexibility like a fantasy draft, which is great over there. So you're not stuck on playing guys. So, yeah, I don't think you have to play him over there. I think he's really more of a Fandle play if I had to, had to say. Uh, yeah, other than that, though, I mean, I really don't love. Uh, you know, love the Miami Heat too much here. I think they're guys that you can get exposure to, but I don't know. They are kind of pricey. So uh, I think it's a good matchup, though, like pace wise. And it's like Drogic's probably my favorite and, uh, you know, favorite tournament option. And then I'll say Josh Richardson is one of my favorite uh, cash options because he's just a very safe guy. But uh, I don't know if I'll play him. Uh, I don't really like playing him that much. And uh, hopefully I can find another guy to play at Small Thorn instead of him. I don't know why I don't like playing him. Maybe it's because I kind of missed the boat on some of the slates. Uh, and it's like not like he's burned me and I've been like, you know, he's hurt me not having him. I've had good, you know, I've had a pretty good uh, last couple of months or so. So uh, I'm not too like mad about it, but I don't know why. I just don't like playing him. 
Uh, don't know why the bias is there, but it is. Uh, but let's move on to the Sixers. Uh, Joel Embiid, I think he's, you know, he's a star, right? He's in play on almost any slate. Uh, I just, eh, Miami Heat, not the greatest spot for him. I'll pass. If he has a big game, so be it. I just don't think you need to be playing Embiid here. If you, you know, have all this money and have to spend up at center, right? Like, he's one of the guys you want to spend on, I think. Like, uh, you know, you could spend on Dwight Howard or Embiid. It's tough because I really like targeting the Pacers, but I think Embiid is a good, you know, he's a good raw points play, but I don't think you have to, like, from a point per dollar, have to play him or anything like that. So no need for me to get uh, any real Embiid exposure on this slate. I'm okay with it right now. Uh, I like Rudy Gobert a little bit more, who we'll get to and we'll talk about. But, yeah, that's about it for, uh, you know, Embiid. Uh, the, you know, the Sixers are still dealing with some injuries. Uh, you know, dealing with that, it's definitely going to be a, a spot where we can target some of these guys. The problem is, is the pace of the game is not one of the greatest, right? That, that's one of the concerns uh, to have for sure. Uh, you know, we have Redick, he is back, so we don't have to worry about that injury anymore. Uh, you know, so they're starting to get a little bit healthier. Uh, with Redick being back, that's going to help the shot attempts of Covington. Uh, and Sarge, I expect them to go down a little bit, a little bit of like the load to kind of be taken off of them. These are not great matchups for them, right? Slow-paced team, good defensive team. I'm not going to play Ben Simmons, who's going to have some issues. Uh, I just think the, the Sixers all around are just an easy fade for me. I don't really see any of them popping for me. Uh, the more I look at them, I don't know. I don't like playing guys against the Heat. That's something I really don't like doing. Such a low total on, on the Sixers. Uh, these guys are priced up. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think it's a... It's a fine stay-away spot from the Sixers. If you told me, hey, Travis, uh, you have to play one Sixer on this slate, who would you play? Uh, it's probably Embiid just because, uh, again, I don't think you need to pay up for him, but he's a guy that just has all, a ton of raw points, right, and get you a massive uh, massive amount of points. And uh, this isn't a slate where I feel like, you know, there are two stars you want to pay for that we can, but if you don't pay for them, then it seems like uh, it's not like we have, you know, a lot of stars to pay for. And if you fade one of them and go to, like, paying up at center – that could be a contrarian option because I feel like everyone's going to be paying up for Davis and uh, Westbrook today. Everyone's going to want to do that. So if you want to go opposite with paying up for a guy like Embiid, uh, you know, and pay up at center, I don't hate it, right? Even for like a Howard. Say everyone's living, uh, and I don't know where, what everyone's going to do at center. It seems like Rudy Gobert is going to be the guy that everyone gravitates to. But uh, let's just say that no one like goes past Gobert and no one's really playing. Uh, like I'm looking at FanDuel specifically right now, but no one's playing Howard or Embiid. Like, I think paying up for them is just an interesting way to maybe be contrarian. Uh, it's just like you have a guy like a star like Embiid uh, who can go off at any time, right? Like, I believe Embiid won slate because there was, like, an injury issue with him, and then he played last second. He ended up being, like, 5%, and he ended up, like, you know, just going off in, like, a matchup that wasn't even good for him. He can just do that, right? He has the star power, too, but that's enough ranting about that. I think he's the guy I would pay for if you forced me to play anyone on the Sixers. Let's go on to the next game. We have the New Orleans uh, Pelicans and the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. This is definitely the game of the slate. There's going to be no Nikolai Mirotic on the uh, on the Pelicans. So, uh, yeah, definitely without Cousins. You know, they're going to be without Tony Allen, a Sheik they traded. So they're definitely going to be a thin Pelicans team. Question is, who do we target to start this out? Uh, so Davis is the guy you want at first. He's the guy, you, you know, you should want to get exposure to. Uh, I'm expecting him to probably play a lot of center, I would assume, on... Uh, uh, what's his name on on Steven Adams? Yeah, I'm expecting him to get a lot of time on him. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And then they end up going more small ball, right? You get, uh, you know, some of these guys will maybe slide over to the four for a little bit. You know, Dante Cunningham, he'll he'll get some time maybe over there. Uh, you know, Darius Miller, he'll probably play a lot of three too. Like they'll just like mix and match and play positionless kind of at the wing position. But 
I think Etwan Moore and uh, Darius Miller are both interesting fillers, but this is not a great matchup, right? The Thunder, they're a good defensive team, but without Andre Roberson, uh, they definitely have uh, definitely have struggled uh, defensively. So I think this is a different Thunder team, and I think they're okay to take these guys. I think maybe some people think, uh, you know, oh, Thunder are a good defensive team. We shouldn't target them, but I don't know. I think we can target them and be okay with it just because of the situation they're in with all of these guys being out right now. Uh, Drew Holiday is priced up at, uh, you know, around the industry in general. I think he's a fine play. I, I don't know if I'm going to do it. Let me see what his price is over on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. Uh, yeah, he is 7700 on DraftKings on Fantasy Draft. He is 14500 Yeah, I think he's a good play. Uh, yeah, you can get exposure to him. I'm, I'm definitely biased against Drew Holiday, and uh, he's a guy I really don't like playing a ton. And uh, But when, when there's no Boogie or no uh, Davis, that definitely leaves some more shot attempts for him and more usage, and he definitely thrives in those situations. So he's someone that's in the player pool for me and someone I will be considering on this slate for certain. Uh, Rajon Rondo, man, so he's really cheap. Uh, against Russell Westbrook, I don't know. He's just one of those guys I think if you're playing – 20 or more tournament teams you want to get five percent of him just because of the massive upside this guy can have and with no cousins or no davis uh you know he can obviously go off and no one could own him here's his last like five games which is really gross 8.2 17.7 12.2 14.5 12 12.9 man really not a good spot for him uh just in general like he's been so bad recently uh, I don't know if you can pull the trigger on it, but I understand if you want to play like a 2 or 5% in tournaments just to be overweight on the guy who can have, you know, a massive 40-point ceiling at that price tag. But I don't know. I think there's there's better point guards for cheap, so I don't think we need to uh, – we really need to be going that route on this slate. Uh, but, yeah, all these Pelicans are going to be in play. Uh, be on the lookout to see who the starter is going to be. That's going to be very important uh, for this slate for sure. Let's go on to the Thunder and talk about them for a little bit. So next up is Russell Westbrook. Uh, you know, after a tough loss like that last night, I'm assuming Westbrook's going to go out there and uh, I just want to get a win here. This is a great spot for him too. Uh, I believe it's also the third game in four nights. Uh, I couldn't figure that out because we were just having some issues with the Roto-Grinders tool on that, but I believe it is. Uh, but I know it's definitely the second night of a back-to-back uh, coming out of Denver. You know, going back to Oklahoma City, that's not the easiest travel in the world. But uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to pay for Russell Westbrook. This is, uh, you know, seems like a good spot to pay for Russell Westbrook. Last night, 20 points, 9 rebounds, 21 assists, 68.3 fantasy points. Uh, and this is against Rajon Rondo defense. I mean, one of the best matchups you can get. Uh, this is a good spot for Russell Westbrook. I think I'm going to pay for him. If you told me, hey, uh, Travis, you can only pay for Russell Westbrook or you can only pay for Anthony Davis. Who do you pay for today? Uh you know, that's a really tough question. Going back and forth on it, trying to think through who I would uh, play. I mean, it depends on the position too, right? Uh, it depends on how much value I have. You know, where it's better to pay up, where it's better not to. But I think I'm going to end up play, uh, paying for Russell Russell Westbrook instead. I think I'd rather have him. I know it's off of uh, back-to-back out of there, but uh, I don't know. I think this is a good spot for him, and I like him in, uh, a ton. So he's the guy I would like. I love Paul George. I love targeting uh, the Pelicans with uh, forwards. Uh, you know, at the wing, it's just a good spot for them, especially ones that are going to chuck up a ton of threes, and that's Paul George. He'll definitely do that for sure. I think his price is really good around, the, uh, you know, around the industry, especially on Fantasy Draft and on DraftKings. He's a guy I like a lot. Uh, Steven Adams, um, I don't think I'm going to go with him today. Uh, I think it's an okay play. I don't hate it. Uh, don't love it, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's okay. I'd rather just play, find the money for Rudy Gobert. Uh, I think that's kind of the route I'm really taking at the center position, and that's where I'm kind of taking a stand at this point. 
But yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, I think that's it for the Thunder. I'm not playing Carmelo Anthony. People can keep playing him. I don't care, man. I'm not playing this dude. This guy's not good. Uh, you know, he just, he has to make, if he makes his shots, he gets you to like, you know, uh, you know, maybe 5X or barely 6X. I mean, he barely gets there and he's got to be making his shots. There's one outlier game of the Cleveland game where he had 48.5 fantasy points and that was on a two game slate that nobody played. And I get it. He can get there. It's Cleveland too, like the worst defensive team ever. And I, I, I am not playing Carmelo Anthony. I don't care. I think he's a terrible play. I get it. It's a spot where I would typically target him, right? He could play, uh, you know, he can get a ton of uh, three-point shots up and could obviously, you know, if he's hitting them down, and especially against the Pelicans, you can knock down three ZC. I could easily see him having a big game, like shooting-wise, but I don't know. I'm just going to hope that they don't fall on. It's off of back-to-back out of Denver. Uh, tired legs, possibly. You know, he's an older guy. I just think it's a bad spot for Melo. I will not be playing him here. So no Carmelo Anthony for me on this slate. Let's talk about the uh, you know let's talk about the next game though. Uh, that obviously the game we just talked about is a game you want to target a ton. It's like probably like the most popular game that people will be talking about tomorrow. So yeah, uh, two hundred twenty-two team total get exposure to that game. Next one we got the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns. Uh, two hundred ten team total and the Jazz are five point favorites here. And uh, Donovan Mitchell loved this spot for him. Uh, he's a shooting guard that's uh, pretty expensive, but seeing a high usage and I think it's you know I think it's. We can pay that price tag. I think people won't want to pay it because they'll feel like it's too expensive, but I like him here in this spot. He's someone I want to get exposure to. My favorite play in this game might be Ricky Rubio. Uh, He's been really good recently. Uh, Just been playing well all around. Price tag is going up. Last three games, 30 or more fantasy points. Uh, Seems like he's really getting in a nice rhythm uh, with Gobert back, and they're really starting to flow really well just as a whole unit. I like uh, Rubio a lot here. I think he's going to be someone I definitely get exposure to in my cash games. Love Rudy Gobert. Gobert is probably going to be a center that I pay for on this slate. I know he's expensive at, uh, you know, 7,800 feels like a lot over on uh, FanDuel on DraftKings. We get Rudy Gobert for, what's his price, 8,000. He's still, like, I mean, he can just destroy in this spot. I mean, just get tons of rebounds. Expect this game to be really fast, up and down game. Uh, I know Tyson Chandler's there, so it's not obviously the easiest spot. Uh, you know, when T- Tyson Chandler can have uh, you know can have good defensive games, but uh, yeah, just there's all the rebounds for Gobert. I like him a lot here, man. Uh, Rudy Gobert is the guy I'm targeting right now. Uh, him, Rubio, and and uh, Donovan Mitchell are the main targets that I'm looking at, and then that's kind of it. Uh, you know, those are just like the main Jazz that I'm going to key in on and just really get the most exposure to. Uh, you know, I don't think I need to be going like the Derek Favors route. Uh, sure, in tournaments you can. Like last three, like last four games, he's been really good. Thirty more fantasy points, so I get it. I think it's more of a tournament play than a cash game play. But yeah, those are like the the main guys I'm looking at. Like a Joe Ingles, don't hate that too. Uh, as like a safe cash game guy, uh, he's always good for that. And this is a game where he can get a lot of peripherals, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of gonna be it. Those three Jazz are really the guys I'm keying on. Uh, Devin Booker. I actually like this spot for him. You know, we like to target the Jazz with jump shooters, right? Uh, Gobert is really good at protecting the rim. Uh, so with him being good at that, guys just don't attack him. So they just put up a lot of jump shots. And if the jump shots are going in, this game could stay close and it could be a back-and-forth game. I could just see, see this being a really good Devin Booker game. Like, if you're going to run a Ricky Rubio and, like, a, you know, like a Rudy Gobert— why not run it back with a Devin Booker? When that guy gets going, I mean, he goes off. And he can be really low-owned because people are going to just see the Jazz and go, I don't want to play him. But he's a jump shooter, right? Uh, sure, he will attack the rim at times. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Devin Booker, I like this spot a ton for him. I think he's really interesting. 
with the Isaiah Cannon news, uh, you know, Tyler Eulis, is this just going to be all the minutes for him? Uh, again, I don't love playing Tyler Eulis. I don't think that's going to be the case, though. I think they're just going to run Devin Booker at the point guard a lot. And I don't think Tyler Eulis is just going to become like a two guard next to him a ton. They're going to mix and match some of these guys, but stay tuned to kind of see what the news is on that. Uh, if you need a cheap guy, you don't hate Josh Jackson. He's just forced into minutes now and just like last two games. Uh, 20 or more fantasy points in four of his last five games he's got 18 or more uh, not fantasy points sorry real life points so uh let me back that up so last two games 20 or more real life points for josh jackson last four games 18 or more real life points the fantasy points are 23.4 33.6 5.8 29.6 39.6 josh jackson is just like gaining a bigger role as a rookie now and i mean it's just getting later in the season where these rookies are going to be guaranteed in these minutes and opportunities uh you know have we missed the boat on Josh Jackson at this price? Uh, I don't know. It feels like maybe, but I think there's more upside. I think we could see him get into like the 6K range. Uh, I don't know. I think there's still some meat on the bone for Josh Jackson, so I don't mind firing away with him. I think he's a fine guy to, you know, get some exposure to. Marquise Chris too, like, right? Uh, I, he's been pretty good. 27 minutes in his last game. I, I don't know. If we know Marquise Chris is getting 25 or more minutes, just for his cheap value, if you want to like game stack this game, I don't mind mixing and matching him in on your tournament team. But other than that, I just, again, I don't want to sleep on the Suns because the Jazz are playing a lot faster pace than they uh, have been in the past, and people still might be stuck on that. Uh, so there's they're a team. This is a pretty good game stack that I don't want to go overlooked for sure, and I love running it back with Devin Booker. I didn't really talk about TJ Warren a ton, but I think he's an okay play, but he, I think he is kind of pricey right now. Uh, and I get it, he has upside, but I'd rather just look for Devin Booker. I'll find the money for him over TJ Warren here. All right, next game, uh, Golden State Warriors uh, and the Sacramento Kings. It's the last game of the slate. And man, it's weird, right? Because uh, it's, this game, I feel like, just sums up the slate. It's kind of ugly because uh, Sacramento Kings are going to be an interesting team to target because they're going up against the Golden State Warriors, faster-paced team, have a lot of injuries, no scala BCA. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, he'll be an issue. So there are guys on the Kings that we have to consider. So we'll talk about them first. Last game out there, Costa Kufis, he had a very uh, big game, 37 fantasy points. Or no, sorry, 37 minutes, 46.4 fantasy points, and 17 real-life points and 17 rebounds against the Pelicans. His big body was needed. I'm a little worried he's not going to be super needed in this game. I'm sure he's going to get minutes, right, because he has to, and there's just, like, no centers. But... It's not going to be 37 minutes worth, I don't think. I could see this game going small at times and maybe like Zach Randolph just eating a ton of minutes here. I love Zach Randolph. Problem is his price is up around the industry. Uh, it just depends on what his price is and uh, if you can like kind of, uh, you know, eat that price tag. I think he's a solid cash game play. Tournaments, I'm a little worried about his upside uh, at, you know, $7,000. Let me see what he is uh, on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. Hang on. Pulling it up now. We got him at 6200 on DraftKings. Love that price for him. And then, oh, wow, 12200 Yeah, so Fantasy Draft and DraftKings, I think, Randolph is a really good play, someone I'm definitely going to consider a ton. Have to like him here in this spot. So Zach Randolph's going to be a guy I definitely want to get uh, definitely want to get exposure to for sure. Uh, will Vince Carter get a lot of run here? Uh, I don't know, maybe because if the game goes small, maybe get some time at the four. He's old, though. I don't think I need to be playing him. So I guess I'm going to pass on him. Uh, Justin Jackson's been getting a little bit more run recently. Uh, I think he could get some. Man, maybe he can get some blowout time too, but uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's definitely not the easiest spot to roster. You don't want to be rostering a guy like that on a nine-game slate. 
I like Bajan Bogdanovich. Uh, he's someone that's been getting a lot better usage, and I think he's a better tournament play. Uh, he's been struggling recently, but, I mean, he's been getting a lot more usage, and he's been, you know, pretty good. And I feel like this game could just fit him well. It's more of a gut call. I know he's been really bad recently, and the price tag's gone down, but I think he'd be really solid play here in this spot. So I like him a little bit. De'Aaron Fox, too. Uh, you know, price is getting up there, but uh, I think he's a solid play. I think I'd rather just go Bogdan Blavanovic in uh, tournaments, though, instead. My favorite play on the Kings side of the ball is definitely going to be, uh, you know, Randolph. He's probably my favorite guy I want to get exposure to. But don't sleep on the Kings today. Normally, I don't, you know, normally I don't really want to play any of the Kings, but uh, they're guys that you're definitely going to have to uh, consider. And like Garrett Temple, I, I think you have to consider maybe mixing and matching him on your teams with the way he's been producing as of recently. Uh, Golden State Warriors, man, that's the only issue is like, what do we do with them you know, on this slate? They're a team I really don't want to play a ton. I'm kind of interested in Clay Thompson, mainly because I just want him to turn the clock back and have that big, uh, what was it, 37 real life points in one quarter against the Kings, I believe that was. And I, don't, I think that game was in Sacramento too. I could be wrong. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. But also, he's got those like trade rumors around, right? Uh, I don't know if you guys read that article about LeBron James maybe getting traded to the Warriors. It's probably a bunch of garbage anyways, but his name was floating around as the guy that would be kicked out of town. So maybe he shows up and says, uh, hey, uh, you know, you can shoot down those rumors. Probably probably this narrative is a little too much that I'm playing into, but it's more so I just want to watch this guy, uh, you know, have that big game again uh, against the Kings because I remember watching that in the past and Man, that was a fun... I, I just remember watching that game. It was a lot of fun to watch, and we, we love to target the Kings with shooting guards. We have for a while. I don't know, man. Uh, Clay Thompson could get hot from downtown, and it could get interesting. So uh, I don't hate it, and I believe the Kings beat the Warriors once this year. And, uh, you know, I, I expect the Warriors to want to, you know, beat this team for sure after losing one to them. So, yeah, I, I definitely think uh, Clay Thompson's the guy that I think in tournaments is interesting because of the upside he has. When he gets going, he'll just, like, uh, fire away and... Uh, he could be lights out from three because they don't play any defense there. Steph Curry's been really good recently, but I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna play him in this spot. I think he's a guy you can play though if you want to pay up at, at point guard. But uh, I'd rather find the money for Russell Westbrook. I think it's just too good of a spot for him. So uh, yeah, don't think I'll be going him. Kevin Durant too. Don't really want to spend on him. Don't mind maybe spending on uh, a Draymond Green, but again, I think he's just gonna kind of. I don't know. I, I, this is not the games that he normally thrives in, right? I just really think this is a good Clay Thompson spot. I can see this just being a game where he just gets going and just pours it on them. Uh, and he's just a cheaper guy, right? If I'm playing guys against the Kings, a slower-paced team, I really don't want to be spending like all this money on them. So I'd rather just find the cheaper option in the Clay Thompson in a matchup where he, if he gets his three ball going, man, they're just going to let him fire away. So uh, he's probably my favorite guy if I had to pick, but more of a tournament play, not playing any of these Warriors in cash games. But... That'll about do it for the slate, guys. Thanks a lot for joining me again. It's not one of my favorite slates. Of course, I'm playing it, still playing it as normal. And uh, just wait and see with some injury news. Maybe some things shakes up, and maybe the slate gets a little more interesting. But again, not some of my favorite games on the slate. Uh, but uh, I'll be playing it for sure, and hope you guys are playing it, and hope you guys have a pretty good uh, day uh, in your daily fantasy contest. Uh, if you have any questions, give me a follow on Twitter, at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S. M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Uh, always happy to answer some uh, general strategy questions for you guys. So uh, for me, Travis Mangone, I am out. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. 
Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.